Welcome to All of the Above. This is Trevor, one of the pastors at Ridgewood. I'm sitting here with Aaron. Markham, he and I are going to talk a little bit about reading today. Um, one of the things that we like to do as a church is read and promote good books. We're going to talk about reading, especially in light of the upcoming Equip Intensives that are going to be taking place, the reading and the preparation this fall for our first session in January. So we wanted to do some resourcing on reading well and, and learning to uh, learning to enjoy reading and, and reading as Christians. But before we do that, Aaron, I'm, I'm really curious. Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Which I guess depends depending on where you're at. The it country. does it yeah, it doesn't. It's owned it's by it's neither with it's with neither of them. So it's its own thing. I, I have a good theory. So one of my good friends from college, I'll have to send this to him. We always have an argument about um he says Coke, you know, is by far the most popular and I totally agree. In Kenya, Coke products are everywhere, orange Fanta, you know, all the things. Um but if you go to a party and you take a two liter of Coke and a two liter of Dr. Pepper, the Dr. Pepper will have more of it consumed. That's your anecdotal support for your... Yeah, that your, it, ha- it happens regularly. Yeah. Tested at your next Super Bowl party or whatever. Yeah. I can get on board with that. Dr. Pepper is my favorite. Yeah. I haven't had Pib soda. Extra? Uh, Pib Extra is great. Yeah, I haven't. I have also not been drinking. I've been trying to stay away from soda, but it's, I do it's enjoy it. It's been multiple years since I've actually had soda. That's actually but. very impressive. I was it was good for like a year and a half. Then I went through like a six month period where I was see, I'm just cheap. And so at places like PDQ, this is annoying sidebar from Aaron. It's it's more expensive to buy three tenders and a side of fries than it is to buy the val- the basket mm. of three tenders, fries and a drink. It is literally more expensive. I see you're gonna, by twenty cents. So I'm just buying it at and then I get the drink and it's like, well so now I just drink unsweet tea. So nice. That works. No calories. Yeah. How many calories a day do you try and consume? Do you know that? Number? I don't pay attention to that at all. I'm not yeah. like you. Yeah. Well, how many pages do you try and consume a day? That's How's that a, for a segue? That's a great segue. <laughs> um, it depends on the the book I'm reading or and season you know, of life. And yeah, season of life and, demands yeah. from school and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so anytime you talk about reading, you have two very different responses. You have one response. It's like people's love language is reading. It's the reason for living is to read. And then you have other people who the last time they read, it was something that they read with a gun to their head in high school. Yep. And even then, they barely choked it down. It was probably like sophomore year of high school. Like That's required. right. Junior and senior year, you just read spark notes. And you, yeah, of passed, Othello. Tried to yeah, and pass got a, somehow. Yeah. And, and yeah. Accelerator reader. And so I, I thoroughly disliked reading growing up. Yeah. Um, Did you do the Pizza Hut thing or are you too young for that? Uh, I, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Um, what if we yeah. did that for the equip intensives? Wow, we gave we give away like Pizza Hut depending on. Yeah, you many. like fill out a sticker thing, yeah. and if you get the whole, if you get slices that's for every book good, you read, that's you, a good call. You're in a pizza. I'm intrigued. Um, accelerator reader, I think, like you know, fifth grade, you have to like get so many points a semester or whatever. I took, I did the Harry Potter, uh, Sorcerer's Stone first book just based on watching the movie. Got nine out of ten. You know, got myself like seven or eight points. Man, on my way. Definitely didn't read it. So look at you go. I did you, not. You've come reading. so far, Aaron. I know. Now I enjoy it. So does Pizza Hut serve Dr Pepper? <laughs> We're off. I don't know. <laughs> um. So people either love reading or they don't like reading. Yeah. What and, was your question? Well, and the thing that I'm getting to. So our equip intenses. If you're not familiar, it's our attempt to resource the body um, and provide some 
guidance uh, for some self-directed study on particular issues that we think are important with particular books that we think are helpful. We're going to come together and discuss it quarterly. We're going to try try this over the course of two years, and the hope is to cover kind of all of our basics around just the the Christians of Christian faithfulness in our day and age. Um, and so when you when you talk about reading. Um, and you have that response of sort of the, people can only think of reading reading as drudgery. I'm just curious, like what what do you think is why is that the case? Why do why do people feel intimidated by reading? What makes reading challenging? Yeah, I think there's an aspect, especially in our day and culture, that there it just lacks instant gratification. It lacks scrolling on your phone. It lacks resolution in a forty minute episode um it's it's kind of active rather than passive so it feels kind of it kind of feels like running um or working out uh as opposed to like sitting and looking um and obviously it's not that exactly um i think it can also just be challenging um like it challenges our minds we can also think that like what's the point because any book I read, I, I remember, like, you're amazing at, like, summarizing a book, but you summarize it in, like, two sentences. And you're like, this author, this is what he's arguing, and it's two sentences, and the book is 400 pages. And it's like, why can't I just read the two-page summary? Um, which I did buy recently, this, like, little program that just gives you, like, little 30-page summaries of, like, important books. But whatever. Oh, wow. Um, cliff notes. Yeah, kind of the cliff notes version. Because sometimes you just need the cliff notes versions of some books, like any book on time management or leadership. That is or true. What, just read the table of contents. And Goodness you, gracious. And you learned. Nine out of ten books should have been blog posts. Yeah. Nine out of ten blog posts should have been tweets. Yes. And nine out of ten tweets should not exist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was that was amazing. We should tweet that. That's probably a tweet worthy to be had. Um so yeah, that that's some aspects of reading. I think it'd be hard to like choose one thing, especially in like the Christian world, because it's like, yeah. oh, I really like you love Lord of the Rings, and it's like I would love to love the Lord of the Rings, but it's like it's kind of a harder book to read through than yeah. like Chronicles of Narnia or Harry Potter, and it's also just like, man, I want to read Lord of the Rings, but I also want to read Grudem's Systematic Theology, and I also want to read about how to parent, and I also want to read about being a better husband, and I also would like to read about. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, eschatology. Es- yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like something I actually don't know a ton about and yeah. would like to grow in. Um, so there's, you know, and then you, we need to read commentaries for preaching on Sunday, and then we need to, you know, whatever. So it, it kind of keeps going. So it's probably there's kind of a overwhelm with like mm. so much. It's mm-hmm. like where do I even start? What am I even going to learn from this 200 page book? What is it going to offer me? What good is it going to do me? Um, yeah. Those are some of my thoughts. Yeah, I, yeah, and reading can be really pleasurable, but it's not the same. The, the on ramp is more demanding, so you don't. You know how you can just kind of slide into scrolling or just slide into watching a show. You don't just slide into reading. You've got to just have like a ten minute commitment internally that I'm just gonna I'm gonna choke this down for ten minutes and then trust that I'm gonna get to it. Like really enjoying this in ten minutes. Other books, you know, it's you never get to that point. To be to be sure, but it, a lot of activities don't quite have that like hard uphill on ramp. That's I a think. really that's a great point. And so most people they get to the the eight minute mark of those ten minutes and like ugh this is the worst. And it's like oh just stick it out for two more minutes I promise. And you know obviously I'm making those numbers up, but um, 
that sort of inertia on the front end that other activities don't have. It seems like that's what a lot of people can't get over as yeah, well. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, it kind of feel, I mean, honestly, like working out and reading kind of feel yeah. This like if you're not in the habit, it's hard to develop the habit. Yep. If you're trying to get in the habit, it's just hard to develop. The, uh, you know, it's all yep. it's all just kind of complicated. But then, kind of once you get in the groove, it's like, oh yeah, I enjoy reading. And maybe even a sidebar on one thing you just mentioned as a we're going to get to like kind of tips and tricks or whatever. It's like if you're reading a book that is not good and you are not enjoying, just stop reading it. I, for most ninety nine percent of the people listening yep. to this, you're not going to be tested on it. You're not in school. And there's some beauty to like drudging yeah. through something that's beautiful. Yep. But I don't know why I kept reading The Road, Cormac McCarthy. I don't know why I kept. I thought it was going to have like you were so in love with the book. I was like, this is going to have the most satisfying ending. And it was like, I I don't get it. Dude, I can't even think about that book without tears coming to my I eyes. I lost it. So and maybe I didn't have a son at the time. So I was you know I, I was lost on that. I need to read so. that one again. I so I quit reading Emma Jane Austen. I got like 130 pages in, and it's like you know I appreciate the cleverness and the dialogue but good grief i need like a head to explode or something like this sitting in tea parlors discussing relationships that is not for me yeah i need like a somebody to mutate into something i need a ghost to appear you know that's kind of that's kind of my thing is i I like kind of the a pirate to appear the apocalypse to happen apocalypse yeah any of that any all of the above (laughs) of the above um any of those things yeah, so and and even not just with fiction but nonfiction as well. Like there's some things and you know part of the equip intensive is we're going to pick books for people and so you know do do your best if you if it's something that's really really awful that you we've recommended you read and you just cannot read it, I would say put it down and be prepared to discuss why it was so awful that you can't read it. Um and that can be helpful too. Like somebody's going to probably have loved it. Yep, and somebody's probably and even when we give books, it, this is maybe sometimes hard as pastors. It's like if we give a book, it's like the feeling of like, okay, do we have to caveat? We don't agree with everything. This may not be the most well written book. You may not enjoy this book the most. We disagree with this guy when he starts talking about this issue, and we disagree with the organization that he's affiliated with. And you know, maybe on page blah blah blah, I would have said this in this particular way. And of, of, yeah, all so of just that. reckon it's more just let's learn, let's dialogue, let's critique. That's great. Let's get sharper. Yeah. So that's some of the challenges of reading. What are what about the good of reading? What is uh, why does every teacher you've ever had, plus your pastors and probably uh, you know your grandmother, why why do they bang the reading drum for you? Yeah, I think one thing that shaped me. So it was my junior year of college. I don't know if that's sad or a good thing that I started to enjoy reading. I'd become a Christian my sophomore year. And kind of recognize junior year is like, I'm not really going to learn anything new unless I intake something new. And so I, I think I listened to a pastor talk about like, if you want to see who you are, look at the five people you're closest to and look at the books you've read over the last five years. And obviously that's kind of hokey and, you know, whatever. But it is kind of true. Like you're going to be most influenced by your roommates, your best friend, your spouse, even your children. Um and, and the stuff you intake. Mm. Um, so it's like, if you're intaking Instagram all the time, that, that it's, that shapes you. Yeah, it's pretty good. easy to, that's it's really pretty good. easy to, in, to see somebody. It's like that person intakes, you know, Facebook all the time or their, whatever they intake, or it's, you know, that person's intaking really good fiction. They're very creative. They're, they're, they're well-spoken or, 
But then in the end, it's like, I'm just not going to learn new things. I'm not going to understand God more, essentially, if I don't read. Yeah. Because um, God, especially with the Bible being the most like foundational thing, we don't have just revelation. Um, we don't get special revelation yeah. like we have yeah. in the Bible just by existing. Yeah, that's great. I mean, one really good reason to read is our Bible is a book. Uh, God speaks to us through a book. You know, I, I, there's a book called Destroyer of the Gods. I think we've talked about it in here before, um, Larry Hurtado. And one of the chapters, it, the, the book talks about the ways that early Christianity contributed to the change of the world, to the change of the pagan world, into essentially the Christian and post-Christian world. And one of the things that he points at is the bookishness of the faith. That books as we know them is a result of early Christians compiling the, the documents that make up the New Testament with the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so books, as you think about a book, they were invented by Christians so that we could read the Bible. Um, the reason that literacy has been championed in the West is 99% of it is so that we can read our Bibles ourselves, so that we can receive the gift of the Bible in our language, which hasn't always been the case, you know. So that's one really good reason to be about reading is because that's how God has spoken to his people is through a book. That's right. And I mean, even the origination of Sunday school is learn to read better through intaking the Bible. Yeah. Um, and I think we see reading shaping our, our hearts, shaping our minds. So again, I think that that's just one important reason to to continue to read, continue to intake something new. And again, I mean, we're going to talk more, but it's okay to not be the best reader. It's okay to be a slow reader. Mm-hmm. You don't need to feel like also you need to read every word of every of every book perfectly and remember it. Like, just just read to intake the beauty of of God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, read to intake the beauty of a good, um, you know, theology book or, or you know whatever a good fiction book, Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, that's great. All right, so if uh, reading is as important as we're saying it is, what are, what are some good practices to reading? And and even if we can kind of angle it specifically for believers, how do we read like Christians? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. Um, a number of just ideas, maybe centered around reading, and then coming to the the Christian side, just having a, a somewhat of a basic method for reading, which I'd be interested, Trevor, on your kind of feedback or even how how you do this. These are some things I've written down. It's just finding the thesis of the book, knowing the why, discovering the problem. Usually a book should be written in response to something, or at, there, there's a purpose behind the book, and usually you can go to the foreword or the preface or chapter one or the you know um, the subtitle, uh, something of that, and you're going to kind of find the purpose for the book. That's going to help you kind of run after, okay, what, what's the... What's the reason for this book being written? If the book is being written for one reason and then I critique it down the road because it was not written for the another reason, then it's like, well, that wasn't what the author was intending to do. Yeah. Um, you can only have, you know, go so much. So find the thesis, read the introduction, read the conclusion, even confirm the thesis, look at the table of contents just to get kind of the main, you know, subheadings, you know, whatever it is. Um, understanding the structure is is helpful. And then essentially almost doing the same thing for a chapter. Like there's maybe gonna be some headings in the chapter. What are the what are the headings? Um, what's the, the thesis of a chapter? Almost like I read blog posts at this point, essentially like I just go read the four bolded points. And if one sticks out to me, then I read the yep. the rest of it. You can kind of read a book like that too, especially if this isn't like for a test. This is just for you to learn and grow and 
enjoy learning about God. It's like, oh, this one sticks out, or I need to learn more about this one. I don't, I've never heard that before. Um, and then critiquing the book based on what the the author is actually asking. I think in terms of reading like a Christian, um, there's an aspect of we want to personally grow rather than perform. Mm. Um, we want to have our heart grow in love with the Lord. We want our mind to be shaped by God's word rather than I've read 52 books. I've read a yep. book a week or yep. I, I checked them all off my list. It's like just spend time growing. There's um, a difference between reading, wanting to read, and then wanting to have read. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. I want to. I want to read Calvin's Institutes so that my love for God and my understanding of the Bible and my understanding of this important piece of historical theology can be sharpened, not so that I can have read yeah. Calvin's Tell Institutes. Tell everybody how, how much I know and yeah. show it off. Posted on Goodreads that I finished Calvin's Institutes mm-hmm. this week and gave it four stars. That's right. Um, Give some good critique. and Which is weird to me that we're like giving stars to books like Calvin's Institutes. Like, yeah. are we? Who are? Who cares what stars you give? Yeah, your know. stars don't matter. Your stars don't matter. Five hundred years later, right. for this anyway, thousand page book. We'll do a podcast on Goodreads later. That's great. Read for personal growth, not performance. Read generously. You know, I, I read the other day. This is, comes from an article that was just on Desiring God that was entitled "Read Like a Christian." He just said, "Read as you would want to be read." Hmm. Um, there's always a better way to say something, clearer way, more precise way, more nuanced way, whatever. Um, but as someone who's like, I try to read and I try to write a decent bit, it's like it comes a point you just gotta you just gotta send the thing in. You just gotta be done with the thing. Um, that's why people come back with second editions ten years later. They're like, I read a book. I'm, I'm reading a book right now, Theology of the Reformers by Timothy George. And he has a 25th anniversary edition, which is just mind-boggling. And he opens it. Only a young professor would be bold enough to call a book Theology of the Reformers. Um, and that's what he did in his you know, mm-hmm. first five mm-hmm. years of being a professor and finding you know a whole divinity, Beeson Divinity School. 25 years later, he's like, ah, maybe I should have been a little more humble of like, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily going to summarize all the theology of all of the Reformers in this one book. Um, so there's some aspect of just, recognizing growth comes and so read generously. And then um, the last thing, just look for eternity, look for the the hope that is hmm. built in, whether it's a book of fiction, um, a, a nonfiction, you know, biography, whether it's, um, you know, a theology book. I think about fiction, it's like, I mean, there's just so much in it that might be the brokenness of the world. So hmm. we look for eternity of, we long for things to be made right. We long for justice, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So look for eternity. That's good. Uh, any other practical bits yeah, of info? Yeah, I'm a, mostly what I just said earlier. You don't have to finish every book you start. It's okay to put a book down. The book we're going to do for equip intensives, like we do hope, we think they're beneficial enough like to push through, but it's okay if um, you can't get through the whole thing or if there's a book... But we've we I think you even shared a podcast with me a year or two ago about reading for whim, um, yeah, on the art of manliness with I forget what the guy's name was Alan Jacobs. I was I was actually just looking at the shelf to see if I had it in here. There's a book called The Pleasures of Reading in the Age of Distraction. It's mm-hmm. a short little book, and it's a pleasurable book to read. And he did an interview with Brett McKay on the art of manliness. And Alan Jacobs is a Christian. Brett McKay is not a Christian. Okay, um, but uh. Like one of the things he talks about in that podcast and in that book is reading on a whim. Like it's okay to just follow your 
fancies. Like, yeah. if you, um, we've joked about it before a moment ago, like, I enjoy reading pirate stuff for some reason. So just, like, be okay, like, chasing down the stuff you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you don't need to just stay in that little ghetto of your interest. You need to expand and you need to explore a little bit. That's but right. That's one thing he says. And if you enjoy, like, reading Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, like, maybe go read the guys he was reading was one of the things he suggests. Yep. Just to kind of be shaped by that, enjoy that, yep. think about Tolkien being shaped by that. Like, that's a pretty... If you really love C.S. Lewis or Tolkien or whoever, yeah, Tim Keller, go read the guys they read and kind of see see that. That's just that could be an enjoyable experience. Um, and again, well, that's that's how I got into Lewis was when I was in college. I started reading uh, John Piper and uh, Tim Keller and both of those guys in different ways. But both of, both of those guys were influenced by Lewis, and so I just was like, all right, I'm going to go read what he wrote. And uh, found myself to to really love a lot of what R- Lewis has to say. Yeah, and Lewis that. liked Chesterton and medieval theologians, and so I'm like, I've read I some read Chesterton, Chesterton, and I'm toe in the water of medieval theology. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, follow your whims, and then kind of follow, go up the food chain of people that you like to read. That's as right. You, as you learn, he that's to right. Read. And the only other thing I wrote down was just read one book well over a month or two, rather than five books in a month. Um, I know there comes a season when you're in school or different things. You just, sometimes you got to grind, but if you're a 35 year old, 55 year old, 75 year old, you're not in school. You just get to sit down on a Saturday afternoon and read Lewis or read Tim Keller or read whatever other book you want to read. Alan Jacobs, like read that for, you know, read it enjoyably. So you don't have to read every word. You don't have to remember every word. Read for the big points. Read it well rather than like, oh, I got I to finish it this afternoon or else. Um, read for the parts that are helpful. Leave the parts that are unhelpful and uh, and keep moving. Trevor, I'm interested for you, question for you, is just how do you feel like you read well? I feel like you have an uncanny ability to just remember kind of key thoughts and ideas like I was joking about earlier, like read a 200-page book and like, Here's the two-sentence summary of what that guy was arguing about. How do you feel like you're able to do that? Some of it is um, a muscle, just like you you start bench pressing 100 pounds, and then after a while, you can do 300 pounds mm. after a long while. Um, so some of it's a muscle. Uh, some of it is I'm kind of a external processor, so I, poor Emily listens to me talk sometimes about things and sometimes I'm just grabbing somebody who might generally be interested as an excuse for me to kind of work out what I'm saying and saying it kind of helps me even in the understanding of it. So that is a key component of reading to me is finding people to talk about the stuff you're reading to not just, not just read and kind of let it die there, but also find find ways to keep thinking on it. And, and, and often as I read, I pause and think, how would I explain what I just read to somebody? That's another practice that I, trying to have in place that's helpful but the majority of books that are coming out now can be read as you described like the author starts with a story which leads me to this question which i wrote this book to answer and i'm going to answer it in three parts chapter one is part one chapter two is part two you know and then the conclusion is okay this is what i've argued um now here's how you can put it in practice and like that's the majority of the books that come out these days and you can read that and very easily understand what the author's trying to do in the book. And then, like you said, just critique that book based on how well the author did what he thought he was doing mm-hmm. you know, or she was doing. That's good. So, And there can be benefit. Don't always give up on a book because it's hard or whatever. Um, there can be benefit to 
to going through especially the classics like the Lord of the Rings yeah. or the Jane Austen type books. Yeah. There's plenty of times to give them up and there's plenty of times to kind of kind of push through just yeah. for a little to work that muscle, you know, a little bit, kind of try to get it at a deeper point. Um but also again, do not feel like you have to have read everything. And maybe that's also helpful is just like from the outset just recognize you can't you can't you're, you, Aaron, you're probably not going to get to all those things you just listed earlier. Maybe you will. Yeah. But you're probably, at least not this year, definitely not this month, you're That's not right. going to get to all those things. So maybe just kind of being okay with that, um, being okay with starting small and recognizing it's about building momentum and about building a muscle over a long period of time as opposed to doing it all yesterday. That's right. And I think that's why we, we're trying to assign essentially probably like three total books or some chapters or whatever kind of per seminar three to three to four so it's kind of, the goal is kind of one book a month so you can spend good time we're going to give you a podcast or two that's easy to listen to a podcast you know once a month and then give you a couple of articles it's easy to read one article a month so just not trying to like overload it because we recognize a sp- we're specifically doing this for men and women in our our equip intensives um but also recognize we want you to invest in those things well spend good time doing them um reflect on the we're going to provide some writing which is really just going to be reflect um because it's going to process what you've learned to your point you do that externally or verbally um kind of the easiest way to start doing it is probably writing it and and getting it out there but then on that saturday when we when we come together for our seminar uh, in january we'll process it together out loud what we've read yeah it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Um, well, great, man. Well, thanks for uh, covering us some time to think through this. This is, a, I think, really helpful bit of information. Appreciate you listening. And uh, let us know what you think. If you found any of this encouraging or helpful, um, or if you agree or disagree with uh, some of the things we've said about reading, maybe you really like Jane Austen, um, and I need to give it another shot. Maybe if I need to be told that, come tell me that. But I uh, appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.